Hello, and welcome to this week's sermon podcast from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. Here we preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Whether you find the message to be uplifting or challenging, comforting or even unsettling, we hope it'll help you grow in faith and your relationship with God. Thank you for listening. To God be the glory. Good morning. Welcome to worship. It is good to have you here. Welcome if you are a visitor. We are very glad that you are here, and we invite you to fill out this tri-fold communication card, put it in the offering so we can thank you for being here, and also let you know about our next new member discipleship series that will be starting on March 24th. We are transitioning. Today is Transfiguration Sunday, transitioning us from the season of Epiphany to the season of Lent. And so be aware that this week is Ash Wednesday, and we will be having two services that day, a 30-minute service at 12.15 and an evening service, a full service at 7.15. There is a soup supper at 5.45. Come and join us and start this season uh, as community and as worshiping together. Also, as we have done in past years, we are uh, starting small groups that will be going through the season of Lent. Our theme this year is pilgrimage is a verb. It's not too late to sign up for one of these groups. You'll see them listed on the front page of the Our Life. You can actually sign up for the group of your choosing at the table out in the lobby just as you exit the sanctuary. So take a moment to sign up for that group today because as of Ash Wednesday, we're going to uh, have our group set, so please sign up. Also, a couple of things coming up for our youth. One is that the spring rummage sale is this coming Saturday, March 9th. They will be gathering your treasures that you will drop off on Thursday or Friday this week. Also, they're getting ready for their mulch sale, and they have a table out in the lobby with forms, so you can read about that in the Our Life. It's time to start thinking about Easter flowers. If you want to order some Easter flowers, there is an order form in the hard copy of the bulletin or in the lobby, so please look for that over the next week or so. And finally, today is a great day for us because we are welcoming eight of our young people to the table, to God's table today as they celebrate their communion milestone. And you can see their names listed in the Our Life. And so we lift them up in our prayers today. May God bless us as we worship. Good morning. The first reading is a reading from Exodus 34, verses 29 to 35. When Moses came down Mount Sinai carrying the two stone tablets inscribed with the terms of the covenant, he wasn't aware that his face had become radiant because he had spoken to the Lord. So when Aaron and the people of Israel saw the radiance of Moses' face, they were afraid to come near him. But Moses called out to them and asked Aaron and all the leaders of the community to come over, and he talked with them. Then all the people of Israel approached him, and Moses gave them all the instructions the Lord had given him on Mount Sinai. When Moses finished speaking with them, he covered his face with a veil. But whenever he went into the tent of meeting to speak with the Lord, he would remove the veil until he came out again. 
Then he would give the people whatever instructions the Lord had given him, and the people of Israel would see the radiant glow on his face. So he would put the veil over his face until he returned to speak with the Lord. Here ends the reading. The second reading is a reading from 2 Corinthians. Since this new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. We are not like Moses, who puts a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory, even though it was destined to fade away. But the people's minds were hardened. And to this day, whenever the Old Covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds, so they cannot understand the truth. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. Yes, even today, when they read Moses' writings, their hearts are covered with that veil, and they do not understand. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So all of us who have had that veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is the Spirit, makes us more and more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Therefore, since God in his mercy has given us this new way, we never give up. We reject all shameful deeds and underhanded methods. We don't try to trick anyone or distort the word of God. We tell the truth before God, and all who are honest know this. Here ends the reading. Please stand for the reading of the gospel. Our holy gospel comes from Luke. About eight days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John up on a mountain to pray. And as Jesus was praying, the appearance of his face was transformed, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, two men, Moses and Elijah, appeared and began talking with Jesus. They were glorious to see. And they were speaking about Jesus' exodus from this world, which was about to be fulfilled in Jerusalem. Peter and the others had fallen asleep. When they woke up, they saw Jesus' glory and the two men standing with him. As Moses and Elijah were starting to leave, Peter, not knowing what he was saying, blurted out, Master, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. But even as he was saying this, a cloud overshadowed them and terror gripped them as the cloud covered them. Then a voice from the cloud said, this is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. When the voice finished, Jesus was there alone. They didn't tell anyone at that time what they had seen. Here ends the reading. You may be seated. <clears throat> Grace to you and peace from God, our Creator, Jesus, our Savior, and the Holy Spirit, who inspires us all. Amen. Shh. 
listen. What sounds cause you to stop and listen? Hearing the leaves rustling in the wind when you walk in the woods, waves rolling up on the shore when you visit the ocean, a cat purring, a baby laughing, your favorite song playing somewhere, the hooting of an owl at dusk or the singing of cicadas, big drops of rain plopping on the ground. Shh, listen. Well, among the sounds that should make us stop and listen is this story about Jesus and the transfiguration. We read this strange story every year about this time as we conclude the season of Epiphany and prepare to enter into the season of Lent. You're probably familiar with the basic storyline. Jesus takes his friends, Peter, James, and John, and they go up on the mountain to pray. And while they are praying, Jesus' face changes, his clothes become dazzling white. Peter, James, and John see Jesus in his glory, and then they see Moses and Elijah appearing with Jesus. So far, it's a very visual story. We can visualize the mountaintop view the, and the image of Jesus' face changing and the dazzling light, the spectacle of seeing Moses and Elijah who have, by the way, been dead for hundreds of years. There's a lot in this story for our eyes to take in. But then a cloud comes and overshadows all of the light and the dazzle and suddenly it becomes an auditory story. There's nothing to see, but now there's something to hear. Shh, listen, a voice, a voice that says, this is my son, my chosen, listen to him. Shh, listen to Jesus. It's a very clear command to the disciples and to us. So how do we do it? How do we listen to Jesus? Well, maybe listening to Jesus isn't all that different than listening to other important sounds that we want to hear. We first stop in the tracks of our lives and shush all the noises around us and within us and then listen with attentive ears and a hopeful heart. Kind of like what we do when we gather here each week. We take a pause from the busyness of life. We hopefully hush the cacophony of sounds around us constantly and the voices within us. Hush, shh, listen. Jesus is speaking. Every time we gather is rich with opportunity to hear from Jesus. In our scripture readings, in the sermon, as we gather around the font and around the table, in our songs, in our liturgy, all a chance to hear from Jesus. And that's why it is so important for us to be here every week because it provides a rhythm for shushing our lives 
so we can listen to Jesus. Sometimes we take even deeper opportunities to listen. Last month, eight of our families gathered to learn more about the sacrament of Holy Communion. For five weeks, they made it a priority to pause the craziness of their lives, to hush all the noise, and to listen for what Jesus is saying about this important meal that we share. Shh, listen. Jesus is speaking. And he says, this is my body given for you. This is my blood shed for you. For the forgiveness of sin, do this for the remembrance of me. And so we listen and we do what Jesus commands as we gather around this table. This week is Ash Wednesday and we enter into the season of Lent. Six weeks of set aside time that invites us, actually it practically begs us, to slow down and enter into a time of deeper listening, a deeper rhythm of shushing our lives. Have you signed up to be a part of a small group yet? That is a great time, a great way, a powerful way to gather in community with others who are committed to shushing the noise of their lives pausing to listen to Jesus with attentive ears and hopeful hearts. Of course, Jesus doesn't just speak during activities sanctioned by Good Shepherd Lutheran Church. Jesus is also longing to have you hear him in your everyday life. Regular rhythms of spending time in God's word and in prayer can open you up to God's activity within you and around you. It's so important to have consistent times during the week when you close the door and hush the chaos and say to your soul, shh, listen to Jesus. I can't overstate how Taking this time will bear fruit in your life. In scripture, we hear from Jesus to love our neighbor. Last week, we heard him tell us to love our enemies. To forgive, Jesus says. To serve, Jesus says. To take up our cross, Jesus says. Jesus calls us to all these things. But it is only in our time of deep listening that God can reveal to us which neighbor in our lives needs to be loved and to be served and to be forgiven. It's in this time of deep listening that Jesus gets specific with us about how we can follow him. One of the things I do to help shush my life and listen to Jesus is that about once a month I go and see a woman named Donna who is a spiritual director. Her role really is to help me listen to what Jesus is saying in my life. I know Pastor Alice and Pastor Pat also have a monthly rhythm of going to see a spiritual director. Well, I had an appointment with Donna last week and 
As we were checking in with each other, I told her the story of the great flood in our fellowship hall. I told her the story just as a way to let her know what had been happening in my life. Actually, I was hoping to use that story as an excuse about why I had been distracted and maybe not listening as closely to hear from Jesus in other important areas of ministry. Well, over the course of our conversation, as I shushed my own thoughts and expectations of where Jesus would and wouldn't speak, as I listened with attentive ears and a hopeful heart, I realized that the great flood isn't a distraction. It's an opportunity to hear from Jesus. And when I asked the question, what is Jesus saying to me in the midst of this event, I realized Jesus was speaking, inviting me, inviting me into a deeper trust, which is oh so hard for me. Jesus inviting me into a longer patience, which is even harder for me. Jesus inviting me to live with more gratitude. I heard Jesus coaxing me to explore how this event can help me grow as your pastor and as a leader. Even there, Jesus is speaking. Because you see, here's the thing. When Jesus speaks... He speaks into the lives that we are living right now, not the lives we wish we had, not the lives our neighbor has, not the life we are sure we will have when things finally slow down or we get our act together or when we get organized. No, Jesus speaks into the messiness of your life and my life right now. Because if Jesus isn't speaking, then why would God tell us to listen? But here's the thing. Jesus is speaking, and Jesus is speaking to you. It may be a word of invitation or challenge or direction But mostly what I think Jesus wants you to hear is that you are beloved. That you have been created for a purpose. We listen to God so that God can form us into the people we were created to be. We're invited to listen so we can hear again and again that we have value in God's eyes. We're invited to listen so that we will be grounded in our identity as children of God, whose lives reveal the glory of God to the world. So as we enter this season of Lent, shh, listen, because Jesus is speaking. Amen. Thanks again for listening to this week's message from Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Kenwood. 
please browse our website for other opportunities to grow in faith or serve the Lord. If you are able to worship with us at any time, we would be most honored by your presence. <laughs>